0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work,
1: work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups, son of a. B- but don't be afraid.
2: <laughs> That's why we give you weekend fantasy update.
1: Woo-hoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stamfoll, and Mike Florio. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I am Joe Galina. I'm joined by the birthday boys. Birthday week celebration for my man Frank, Frankie Cheech Stanfield. What's
2: going on? What's up?
1: Have you recovered from all the the chicken nuggets you ate this week?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah? I'm, doing, I'm doing well. Yeah. You see me this morning. i I feel very spry. I'm up. Uh-huh. I'm out. It's cold though.
1: Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, it, it jumped from fall to, to winter, but I think uh, later in the week, I mean, we broadcast from the New York area, by the way, uh, by the end of the week, we should be fine. We'll be uh, up in 50s, early 60s, so calm down, Frank, all right?
2: Sounds good to me, Joey. Okay. How's everything with you?
1: Great. I, I love uh, the, the Mariners jersey you wear, wearing, the Ken Griffey retro that you got for, as a birthday present.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Fantastic. I'm digging it. Yeah. So uh, we got a big show for you. If you want to join in for uh, any lineup advice, trade advice, waiver wire advice, 844 843 6879. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. We're going to go over uh, all the matchups for week 10, or as many as we can fit I'm going to try to fit in every single one if we can. But we've also got a special guest coming up uh, within the hour. We've got Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. is going to be talking Tampa Bay Bucks football with us. And, uh, of course, there's lots to go over. Jameis Winston looks like he's going to miss at least two to three weeks. But uh, he met with Dr. James Andrews. So that's interesting. You know, that's something to – and we're going to go over that with uh, Rick Stroud. Uh, of course – this is going to be the first week where Zeke has to serve his suspension, so it's going to be interesting to see. We'll go. We'll go over uh, the Cowboys game and give you our take as to uh, to what to do. I mean, truthfully, I mean, it's it, it's tough to figure out.
2: After weeks and weeks, <laughs> and weeks and weeks of this going on and off, suspension not suspended, uh, yeah, looks like it's finally going to happen. Really, at the worst time for fantasy football mm-hmm. owners too, because he's going to be gone from weeks ten to fifteen. Right. So, I mean, if you were just barely holding on as a Zeke owner, now you've got to find a way to get to the playoffs, and then the only way you can use him again is if you make it to your fantasy championship in Week 16. Right. So.
1: so far, your gamble has paid off because he's been productive, he's helped you so far, but now you've got to figure out what to do. Ho- you know, Hopefully, you have a decent backup plan. I mean, I know we've been talking Alfred Morris, we've been talking Darren McFadden, we've been talking Rod Smith. I mean, is there anyone that uh, jumps out at you? I know we have less than a minute to talk about it, but we, we'll continue it later. But uh, I mean, it's just tough to figure out what's actually going to happen. Who's going to get the most the most work?
2: I think the way that everyone's leaning right now, me included, mm-hmm. is Alfred Morris. Yeah. Originally, I thought it was going to be Darren McFadden, and. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Darren McFadden ends up leading this team in carries on Sunday.
1: He might even be more apt to catch more balls out of the backfield. Maybe they'll they'll split it that way. Yeah, he, he's
2: he's definitely better in that regard than mm-hmm. Alfred Morris has been over the course of their careers.
1: All right, well when we come back, we'll start going over a week ten matchups. Got lots for you here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. And uh, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, Frankie Cheat, P. Pete Store producing our show. I'm starting to notice a trend, Frank. A little B.G.'s action, right? We went out on uh, the first break with a B.G. song. How I think it was "How Deep Is Your Love."
2: Uh, who is that? I don't know who that is. You don't know who the BGS are? No, no, that's before my time. You're too. joking. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I can picture,
1: I can picture Mike saying that. But you, I know you know your your, your history. I try. I yeah, try. yeah. Uh, finally, by the way, finally finished uh, Stranger Things two, which I know you're really into. Okay, I What'd enjoyed it. Uh, I think the first season was a little bit better than the second season, but still very, very good. And I can't wait for the third season.
2: I, I thought it was. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as I optimistic as you, you were. You, you say but season okay. season one to me was much better. What do you mm-hmm. think about episode seven? Not any spoilers, but
1: R- remind me which uh, what happened. That was like uh, the s- third to last episode? Yes. That was one where eleven was on the road. Oh, that was that, that, it was a
2: very interesting yeah, episode. That really was, yeah. <laughs>
1: I thought it gave you a little insight as to, you know, what's gonna come forward because I think there's gonna be more you know eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting.
2: If you have any uh, Stranger Things <laughs> questions, call in at 844 843
1: 6879. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we've just want to remind you uh, four teams on a bye, which we could handle because we've done two weeks in a row of six.
2: Yeah, crazy.
1: This, <laughs> this week we've got the Ravens, Chiefs, Raiders, Eagles on a bye. Uh, reminder need any help, uh, lineup, waiver, wire, whatever, give us a call eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. 844 843 6879. It's Veterans Day weekend. Want to thank uh, everyone who is serving, who has. Served uh, and is uh, helping to make uh, maintain our, our country uh, to make it great to k- keep it great. So thank you to all. Uh, happy Veterans Day weekend to everyone, and thank you. So, uh, where do we want to start? It's been a, I keep on saying it's but, it, but it's been a wacky wacky season, hasn't it? Uh, Heath Cummings, CBS. He had a very interesting tweet earlier in the week. He goes, I, I, I'm paraphrasing. He says like, it's November sixth. The Jags have the league's best defense. The Rams have the league's best offense. And the Saints are a run-first team. And, and yeah. that basically, that up. That sums it up, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been a really uh, different kind of year, to say the least. But we do have uh, Rick Shroud coming up uh, next segment. So why don't we talk Jets-Buccaneers?
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm down. Dude. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets.
1: Yeah, uh, this is the last game before they're by. So uh, Josh McCown continues to get it done, averaging 20 fantasy points per game over the past four weeks, and the Bucks' uh, secondary has been shaky all season, I guess, in part due to injuries, but that only goes so far in terms of an explanation, right? I mean, they're just... Pretty
2: yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, I actually have this written down from uh, over the last four weeks, like you mentioned, from week six on. Mm-hmm. Josh McCown is QB5 yeah. in fantasy points per game. So would have thought that, man? That's, that's not just looking at accumulative points. I like to look at points per game because that takes bye weeks into consideration. So yes. on a points-per-game basis over the past month, mm-hmm. Josh McCown is QB5. Joe, this is a, a question I've had on BFS all week talking to my guys, Greg Sussman and Michael Florio. Is it crazy for me to start Josh McCown over Drew Brees, because I think I'm going to do it. Wow. Uh,
1: It's not as crazy as I would have thought at the start of the season. Brees is still fantastic, obviously, but I think he's averaging 276 passing yards per game. And because of the great defense, because of the, 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 not great defense, but very, very good defense, we'll say, that running game, which is fantastic between Ingram and Kamara, he doesn't have to get it done anymore. He doesn't, you know. He he could just, you know, get away with the, uh, you know, two hundred seventy six passing yards per game. So, I think I, it's not as crazy as as it sounds.
2: Right now, I have them ranked back to back this week. I have Drew Brees one spot higher, but actually, in my NFFC cut line, mm-hmm. where you're going for more upside, I think I'm going to play Josh McCown over Drew Brees. Drew Brees definitely has the safer floor. I mm-hmm. think we can all admit that. But based on how this season has played out. I think Josh McCown has a higher upside in a good matchup going up against the Bucks, who are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so far this season. They've been without Brent Grimes, and it looks like he mm-hmm. is going to play this week. So I wanted to bring that up. Uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, since week six as well, as he goes as Josh McCown goes. Mm-hmm. He is wide receiver 12.
1: Three straight games with touchdowns, right? Yep. Double-digit points, uh, fantasy points, four weeks in a row in PPR scoring format, so... I mean, not that Curley was such a great, uh, took away so many uh, targets from him, but Jeremy Curley suspended for four weeks, uh, PED-related, right? I mean, so he's only got Curse, Jermaine Curse, and Austin and Jenkins to you challenge him for, for targets.
2: So Robbie Anderson's inside. You I know, like him. Yeah. My top 15, 16 at wide receiver this week. As I mentioned, wide receiver 12 over the past month. Uh, and it sucks for the running game. Yeah. Matt Forte ruled out because I was very, very excited. So was I, yeah. I picked him up in a league. I think a lot of people probably picked him up looking at this matchup. Um, but I think Bilal Powell just kind of slides right in there as a, a very solid RB2. I have him ranked as my agree. RB14 this week. The Bucks have given up seven total touchdowns to running backs over their last Four games, Joey. So this is a great matchup, and I actually like Elijah McGuire a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a solid flex this week. I don't know if he would. I don't know if I'd slip him into
1: a lineup yet. I mean, but yeah, he's going to have some uh, value. I don't know. Maybe because he's burned me in the past. You know, there was a, a few weeks ago we thought he was going to, you know, not take over the backfield, but uh, actually, you know, get some uh, fantasy impact. And so uh, maybe, maybe
2: in a league where I have. I lost Matt Forte, Mm -hmm. um, and as of right now, I have Devontae Booker in as my flex. Mm -hmm. So I'm hurt by the bye weeks. I actually put in a claim for Elijah Mm McGuire, and if I get him, I'm going to start him over Devontae Booker. So that's kind of the range that I'm looking at. He's he's like a lower-end flex inside the top 36, but I think based on this matchup. And he got some work last week, too. Mm -hmm. I was at the Jets game on Thursday night. They opened up that game three straight runs. One for Forte, one for Powell, one for McGuire. So That shows they wa- you where they this wanted to team
1: is see uh, who uh, who ran the fathers, right? Yeah, it
2: was actually a three and out, so it didn't work out too well. But they they still want to get Elijah Maguire involved. They want to see what they have in him, and you know, with one guy gone now in Matt Forte, that takes away one guy from the committee. So I think we could see you know even more consistent touches for both Powell and McGuire in this game. Uh,
1: from the Buccaneers side, Jameis Winston. Looks like he's going to miss at least two to three weeks, and we'll talk to Rick Stroud about it. But I'm a little concerned if I'm a Jameis Winston owner, you know, because he went to go see uh, Dr. James Andrews. You know, this has been a recurring injury now the past, you know, few weeks. So I mean, but at the same time, I know that Mike Evans is out, but I think Fitzpatrick might be a streamer.
2: Yeah, it's not terrible, uh, and this is per Jenna Lane, who covers the Bucks for ESPN. I saw this on her Twitter. Uh, Great piece of information. Ryan Fitzpatrick has the league's top passer rating when targeting tight ends one hundred nine point seven since two thousand ten. Nineteen touchdowns, zero interceptions. Also worth noting that the Jets have allowed thirty six points to opposing tight ends this season. Yeah, and the so third... that is you know fire up Cameron Brate. Yeah. You know if you had any questions about him last week, you know given a dud, I think you just get him right back in there and mm-hmm. he could have a big game with uh, with Fitzpatrick in there. If you lost Jameis. I think Fitzpatrick is a decent streamer. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Jets' defense has especially when
1: Evans comes back. Yes, yes,
2: absolutely. Because he's a gunslinger. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm not sure that it's a huge drop off from Mm -hmm. Jameis Winston to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because we've seen in years past. If he has good weapons, he can make those weapons fantasy viable. Right. I mean, when he was on the Jets, Brandon Marshall had you know a career year in terms of touchdowns. Eric Decker performed very well. Uh, so, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he can get some things done. He's he's going to throw some interceptions, mm-hmm. but you know he's going to keep those fantasy relevant players. Relevant, right. and if you lost Jameis Winston, I, I think he's a solid stream this week. Uh, if you're also out there looking for another quarterback, I think Eli Manning is a decent stream this mm-hmm. week. I like Andy Dalton uh, going up against the Tennessee Titans. Josh McCann, if he's still available, I don't know if he is, uh, but those are some options if, if you lost out on Jameis Winston.
1: Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah when, uh, what's a, uh, Fitzpatrick has actually completed a touchdown to Jackson in the past in the past couple weeks, so we know that he, you know, they have some kind of a connection. Uh, Adam Humphreys, I think, in a game that Fitzpatrick started, he was five for 70, seventy-six or something like that. I mean, so we know that he has a connection with these receivers, uh, and uh, like you mentioned, Cameron Braid, the Jets, uh, especially over the past month, have been very forgiving to tight ends. So, uh, any love for OJ Howard or it's it's a it's a Cameron Brate week for you?
2: It's Cameron Brate for me, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was that. I think there was one big game that OJ Howard had recently where it was two touchdowns. I think that was the game where either Ryan Fitzpatrick started or he came in. Mm-hmm. I can pull that up, but I mean, it's obvious that he's going to throw to his tight ends. Mm-hmm. He threw to, you know, Luke Stocker last week, scored a touchdown. So he's going to throw to tight ends. I think that there's probably some guys available that I'd use over an OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather stream a Garrett Selleck. Oh, seems like a, a guarantee to yeah. well, If we get to, to that, score a touchdown. that Giants
1: 49ers game, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, remember, but I think last could, week, we, we, talked to, we just mentioned Tyler Higsby. That's, so that's, so we actually, had to, that's, that's all we like, had to do, and all, Joey. And all, all of a sudden, he gets a touchdown against the Giants. Every tight end gets a touchdown against the Giants. Chris Godwin, any love for him? I mean, so He's been talked up a lot. Uh, Third-round pick for the Bucs. Uh, with Evans out, he's going to get some, some targets.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see what he can do because mm-hmm. they were hyping him up in the preseason that— He's very versatile. He could play all over the field. He could play on the outside. He could play on the inside. Uh, So with that kind of versatility, I think he's going to see a decent amount of playing time uh, with Mike Evans suspended. So, uh, you know, I actually like him a little bit more than Adam Humphreys. I think he has more upside. I'm interested to see what happens with the run game here, Joe, because Mm. the Jets defense has not allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back since weeks week six, and we saw what happened last week, Doug Martin getting benched, Peyton Barber coming in, so that, that's going to be one of the big questions that I have for uh, for Rick Stroud when he comes on here. Alright, uh, hopefully Rick Stroud
1: will be with us in the next segment. We'll be talking lots of Tampa Bay Bucks with him on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Interesting mix of uh, music that our producer, Pete Story, is putting through, right? I'm digging it. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, we had the Bee Gees uh, previously,
2: and this is a little dirty dancing music. What's
1: he trying to say to
2: us? You strike me as a big dirty dancing kind of guy, (laughs) Joe Yeah,
1: yeah, just jump, I'll catch you. (laughs) 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 Welcome back, uh... A week of fantasy update uh, let's get off this this 80s music kick and and talk some fantasy football and we've got a special guest for, we've got uh, rick stroud from the tampa bay times lots of stuff going on uh, with the tampa bay buccaneers you could follow rick stroud at nfl stroud s-t-r-o-u-d rick thank you for taking time and spending some time with us on the fantasy sports radio network how are you doing
0: Hey guys, good. Thanks for having
1: me. All right, uh, so let's get right into it. Of course, I want to talk about Jameis Winston. I mean, what, what's the the prognosis uh, regarding uh, Winston at this point? I mean, the, are the Bucks confident that you know it could be maybe a two or three week recovery time, or is there a chance that this might turn into like a Andrew Luck kind of situation? I mean, uh, Winston met with uh, Dr. James Andrews uh, this week, which is concerning. I mean, should we be concerned?
0: Well, I mean, I think you should always be concerned when you hear, uh, you know, Dr. Andrews. But I I also know that he's been in consultation with them really since the injury happened uh, about three or four weeks ago. So um, he had a day off. He went up there. Um, What we're being told, at least, is that uh, there's no more structural damage than the A.C. joint. It was, you know, he took a pretty good hit in the last game. He's taking hits in every game. But uh, they said, you know, it needed... A little more time than normal, and I think, you know, given their 2-6 and six start, uh, there's there's really no reason to, to make it turn into an Andrew Luck situation. So I think they're erring on the side of caution. He probably could play this week if, if, if he needed to, but um, they want to let him get, get healthy, and uh, so when he does come back out and play, he can't injure it anymore. So we're being told two weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens after uh, they play the Jets in Miami. Hey
2: Rick, Frank Stanfield here. Thanks for coming on. And I wanted to follow up with that and ask you, do you get the sense that the Bucks are satisfied with Winston's progression so far? Do they still believe that he will eventually develop into an elite quarterback? And and do you believe that as well? I mean, someone who, you know, watches him on a weekly basis, you know, since he's come into the NFL?
0: Well, I mean, look. When he was healthy, you know, they were two and one, and they were playing the Patriots, and uh, they missed a bunch of kicks and lost that game, nineteen to fourteen. They had the number one passing offense in the NFL at that time, number two overall. So it's not as if, you know, Jameis was playing horribly. He had he had a bad road game in Minnesota with about three interceptions, and that's going to be, sort of, you know, the thing that he has to uh, to eliminate are the turnovers. Um, I would I would simply say, you know, with the exception of uh, the you know, the one really good half of football after he got hurt in Buffalo, um, when really he put them in a position to win that game with three minutes to go. um, You know, I I think the arm has been a problem. I I think the shoulder has been a problem. He's not ever going to, you know, complete 64% of his passes in his career. uh, You know, and and I think that, you know, the shoulder probably affected him more in terms of being able to make throws that he typically would make. Um, now, having said all that, yeah, the Bucks have to believe that he's their guy. They spent a number one overall pick on him, and they love everything about him, especially his leadership. Um, but he has to become more accurate. And, and I just think that you know, when you're injured, um, a lot of things can happen. I mean, teams start playing you differently. There's there's no run game. They're going to make you try to beat them down the field. He hasn't been able to do that consistently, and that's sort of been the whole football team. They just haven't been very consistent, but. I think they're hanging in there with Jameis. He's proven he's a tough guy, and, and um, they're hoping to get him back healthy.
1: So with uh, Winston out, uh, what's your take on Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starter? I mean, do you think he's going to be able to lead this team for the next few weeks? And specifically, how do you think he's going to affect you know the weapons in this pass attack? I mean, they, I know Evans is now, out this week, but they still have some pretty decent weapons.
0: They do. And, and I think, you know, when Fitzpatrick has played, um, and predominantly he played, you know, sort of in a game that they were down 24 to nothing in Arizona, but he threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns. He did have a couple of picks in that game, and that was in about one half of football. Um, you know, the thing about Ryan is, is that, uh, you know, he's able to get the ball out of his hand a little quicker. I think he's able to read things, um, because of his experience. This is his 117th start in the league. Jameis has made 40. So, um, he 's seen a lot of a lot of things he 's still um you know uh, i mean he, he's he 's limited to some extent with his arm but he 's athletic enough to to pick up yards uh running the ball so i think they have a chance now the, the key is going to be can they protect him you know they had a couple injuries uh Donovan Smith has missed a bunch of practice with uh, a knee injury demar Dotson looks like he can go at right tackle um, he 's had a hamstring so uh, they're going to have to stay healthy in there. But, um, you know, a, a, in a game like this, there's going to be a lot of attention. I think the Jets will pay to Deshaun Jackson with Mike Evans out. Um, I would think that the tight ends will be very involved in this football game. Um, Fitzpatrick, you know, uh, is uh, – well, he's four for four to his Harvard buddy, Cameron Bright when he went in <laughs> um, the other day. So uh, him and O.J. Howard, I think, will be busy in this game. So it'll be uh, – you know, I, I think there'll be a lot of guys touching the football.
2: We're speaking with Rick Stroud who covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times make sure to follow him on Twitter at NFL Stroud and Rick I wanted to get your take on the Buccaneers running game I mean Doug Martin is averaging just 3.5 yards per carry this season and last week after rushing you know eight times for seven yards he was essentially benched for Peyton Barber so do you still think this is Doug Martin's job or is this going to become more of a timeshare moving forward
0: well, um, you know, we, we talked to uh, Dirk Cutter about that, and you know, he, he really, while nothing was happening with uh, Doug Martin as far as his production, he, he really didn't blame it on Doug. He said they had two or three opportunities where guys just came unblocked, you know, and there's not much a running back can do if you have someone running free at you. Um, so, but but it's true that Doug has not been able to get it going. Um, I think, you know, they they use Barber um, effectively. Some down the stretch, uh, he was able to uh, to have a little better look, uh, quite frankly, and, and make some yards after contact. I think they'll go back to Doug if it's not there, if it's not happening, they'll, they'll try something else. But um, quite frankly, I mean, the run game has not really been there all season, and I think the only way they're going to get teams out of uh, what they're playing on the Jets, you know, they'll they'll throw a lot of attention uh, in man coverage, and they bring a lot of blitzes in the early downs and try to get you in third and long. So. You know, you may have to throw it to run it or spread them out or do some some creative things there. Um, but I think it's still Doug Martin's, uh, um, you know, ch- first chance at it. And um, if it's not happening, you know, they, they may try him or they may try Charles Sims in the passing game.
1: So back to the, the passing game. Uh what are you thinking about Chris Godwin? I mean, a big play receiver, third-round pick. Um, who do you think has the bigger day? Is it, you think it might be, like, an Adam Humphreys? I mean, we know Deshaun Jackson's going to get a lot of the attention. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Humphreys or Chris Godwin? And Do you think Godwin's going to have a bigger role in the passing game going forward?
0: Well, he will. Um, and, and what we've seen of Chris Godwin when he, when he is in training camp and in preseason when he's played much um, has been really outstanding. I mean, this is a guy that's a big target, catches the ball well. He just hasn't had a lot of uh, offensive reps in the regular season. So I think they're anxious to see what he's going to do. He'll be the off receiver, the attention. I'm sure they'll roll to to Deshaun. So I, I, think, uh, I think there's a chance that he has a, a decent – Decent day. They're very confident in Humphreys, um, although they don't go, you know, they don't really go three wide as much as they do two tight ends or two receive, you know, two receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Humphreys will be in the game certainly on uh, on you know second and long, third and long, um, and he's you know he's pretty consistent around you know six or seven targets a game. Um, but this could be a game that that Chris Godwin shows up because I think people uh, don't you know I think they underestimate just his explosiveness once he catches the ball and you know he's worked hard is his chance so it'll be interesting to see how comfortable Fitzpatrick is uh, throwing to him because I think he's going to get some opportunities
2: I noticed earlier when you brought up the tight end position for the Tampa Bay Bucs you said tight ends that was plural so do you yes. think, do you think that OJ Howard because I know his production has been up and down this season and you know that's mm-hmm. predominantly because you know Cameron Bray is the better pass catcher and, and OJ Howard is the better blocker, but can you see OJ Howard having a big receiving game tomorrow as well?
0: Yeah, I can. Uh, I mean I, I, look I think if, if you're without um, the physical presence of Mike Evans um, you know then what better what better guy to get the ball to than an OJ Howard and, and they've tried to get him going early. Um, you know, the good thing about it is, you know, when when they go with two tight ends, they try to pack it in. It's hard to run the ball in those situations with so many defenders, but he's done a nice job of sneaking out of there. And you know, they're tight ends. I mean, really it's hard to say, you know, which guy is going to have a better day, Parate or him, but I think the two of them combined for seven or eight touchdowns this year. So, um, they've really been sort of you know, the targets either in the red zone or guys that are making explosive plays. And that's kind of been it with OJ. It's been all or nothing. I mean they've lost track of him a few times and it's hard to believe you can lose track of a six foot five guy. Um but it happens because again of the play action and the inline blocking. So I think Fitzpatrick will use both those guys uh in in the field um tomorrow. I, I really expect the tight ends maybe to have a better day than the than the wide outs, quite frankly. Um just because it, it just seems like a uh, something that Ryan's really good at uh, at locating them and getting the ball out of his hand and hitting them in. in time. I mean, a lot of times, Jameis, I mean, he's got a, he's got a good chemistry with Cameron Bray. Um Sometimes he, you know, he reads things. He needs to read them a little quicker. And 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 sometimes, you know, it's contested catches for OJ, who's who's had a you know a couple drops and things. But tomorrow, I think could be a nice day for both tight ends.
1: Alright, you've been listening to Rick Stroud from the Tampa Bay Times. Rick, I want to thank you for taking the time out to join us. And Any predictions on the game?
0: Ah, I'm so bad at picking these games, they make <laughs> me do it. Uh, I've decided not to pick the Bucks again until they prove they can win. <laughs> so, but this is... What a matchup we have between uh, uh, Josh McCown and Ryan Fitzpatrick. These guys have played for half of the NFL, as it turns <laughs> out. Both play the Jets and the Bucks. I'm going to give the Jets the edge, I, I think, that... Uh, They're probably playing a little better right now.
1: Should be interesting. Thanks for joining us. Follow Rick Stroud at NFL Stroud. We'll be right back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. I want to remind you that if you're thinking of giving DFS a try, Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pools, smaller fields, and single-entry contests only. Fantasy Factor runs NFL and NBA free rolls every week. That's right. Free entry. Simply sign up and enter. Visit fantasyfactor.com. And Frankie Cheech, we got some uh, breaking news about Jeremy Hill. The Bengals have put Jeremy Hill on the IR. That's right. Sound breaking the bells. news. Sound the alarms. And I have to say, uh, the whole network, uh, you're included, Greg Sussman, Mikey, uh, whoever gets on the uh, Fantasy Sports Network YouTube channel with the breaking news and breakdown and anal- instant analysis, fantastic stuff. Well, thank you, Joey. Yeah. But uh, for today, <laughs> we're going to have to announce on the radio <laughs> that Jeremy Hill is replaced on the IR. So uh, what are we thinking at this stage? I mean, I mean, we're going to probably get to the Bengals game, but Joe Mixon uh, finally getting the reps. You know, the, the, uh, the snap count is up but he just hasn't been doing much with it. He had that one big um, reception two weeks ago, right? I think it was a 71-yard reception, somewhere around that. But other than that, on the ground, hasn't been doing much. Partially, I guess you have to give the blame to the O-line.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's 100%. Uh, I was going to save this for later, but since we're on it, mm-hmm. since his week six bye, Joe Mixon's snap percentage has increased every week. Week seven, 43%. Week eight, 63%. Week nine, 72%, mm-hmm. which has been the highest of his career. But this is what we've so been waiting
1: far. for. Unfortunately, it just hasn't translated to fantasy value yet.
2: I don't think it's entirely his fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to make a joke, Jeremy Hill going down, <laughs> yay, it's more opportunity for Joe Mixon to average 3.1 yards per carry. Yeah. But, you know, it's not <laughs> it's not super exciting news, but mm-hmm. we got a little glimpse of, you know, him playing last week without Jeremy Hill and, you know, he played his career high so far, brief career, mm-hmm. 72% of the, of the team's offensive snaps. So that was the sixth highest snap percentage for a running back e- in week nine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that tells you where, you know, Joe Mixon and his usage is at right now. So I, I think it gives us a little bit more confidence in him moving forward with his volume, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to lead to production.
1: Uh, well, since we're talking about Jeremy Hill and Joe Mixon, let's talk about Bengals at Titans, right? Do we have to? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to? You want to skip this one? No, no, fine. Marcus Mariota? Having some trouble running the ball past three weeks, right? Uh, he had that hamstring issue since he's come back. Uh, hasn't been doing anything. Six attempts, 14 yards over the last three games.
2: Yeah, and I know Mike Malarkey has come out and said that they're going to try and get him more involved in that facet of the game, and that that's it matters a lot for his fantasy value Absolutely, too. Because yes. you know he's never going to be a guy who goes out there and throws for three hundred and fifty yards. He's very similar to the the Tyrod Taylor mold. Like right. he's going to throw two hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred and seventy-five yards. First team, no but, matter how it goes, right? Yeah, I mean, him adding those extra, you know, twenty, thirty yards for fantasy, that 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 translates from you know 50 to 75 passing yards so mm-hmm. he, he needs that rushing production in order to be you know that top 12 fantasy quarterback that we all thought that he could be in my opinion there's nobody on this Titans team that is a must start player mm-hmm. that, that's DeMarco Murray included I, I have him ranked inside my top 24 this week at running back but reluctantly mm-hmm. I don't want to do it I mean Good luck trying to figure out who's going to get the ball on this team. Last week, DeMarco Murray, 37 snaps. Mm -hmm. He dominated Derrick Henry. Derrick Mm -hmm. Henry had 19 snaps, yet Derrick Henry scored the touchdown. Neither was very productive on a yards-per-carry basis, but, I mean, good luck trying to figure it out. I I also have a fun fact about DeMarco. He has the 12th highest snap percentage among all running backs this season at 65%, yet he's RB26 in PPR formats. Hmm. It's not. It's not productive. Right. We were paying,
1: and that was a big part. Not big, but you know, he was a good pass catching back. We were paying couple a couple
2: early second round pick for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the sixth, seventh, eighth running back off the board, and he's RB twenty six in PPR formats. Right. A lot. A lot is because of the the injuries mm-hmm. that he's he's suffered this year. Yeah, mainly and I was the hamstring,
1: he, but, his, he had the hamstring a couple weeks ago. Then I think they had the bye, right? Then the, he injured his knee a little bit, tweaked his knee, but now he seems fine. Uh, but you're right. The, week 9, 71% of snaps played for, for Murray. and uh, But Henry got the two carries inside the 10, none for Murray. So uh, it is tough to figure out. I mean, I guess what we had thought was maybe Henry would take over the game you know, late late in the game, would take over uh, you know carries. But I, I could see what you're saying. And, and in terms of... Uh, wide receivers. I mean, Rashad Matthews this week. I mean, he's startable, but you're not loving it, right?
2: He's a solid wide receiver. Three. Mm-hmm. Bengals secondary has been has been okay so far this year, but it's kind, it's pretty similar to the running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, flip a coin. You don't know who's going to who's going to get the touchdown that week. Who's going to be more productive? I, I think for every game that Corey Davis plays healthy, he's going to become more and more acclimated in the offense, and he's going to eventually. You know, take over the uh, the number one target role, mm-hmm. the, the number one target getter on this team. But, I mean, there's a lot of amounts to feed.
1: Second most snaps among Tennessee wide receivers last week. I think he's got Pac-Man Jones going up against them this week, which, if so, that would be a little bit tough. And Bengals, you mentioned their defense, actually pretty decent against the pass. I mean, fifth fewest passing yards per game. Uh, fewest receptions to wide receivers. Fourth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. So not an easy matchup for any of these Tennessee wide receivers.
2: Yeah, Rashard Matthews is a solid wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I'm not sure that you have to get Decker or Corey Davis in your lineup. You could still take a wait-and-see approach with Corey Davis. And as for Delaney Walker, I mean, he didn't practice this week. But mm-hmm. there, you know, he's optimistically... Questionable, mm-hmm. so they think that he's going to. What play. I like
1: about him is that you know he was very questionable going into last week's matchup. Had a decent PPR week, so I do own one <laughs> share of him, looking for him to have a, a decent week. So that's more hope than than reality, right? Um, on the Bengals side, Tyler Croft has become a pretty serviceable option at tight end. I mean, we know that the Bengals always uh, have used their tight end uh, in their offense. And uh, I think he he's pretty much startable every week. You know, you're not expecting fantastic numbers. He's No way is he a Gronk or, or a Reed when, when he's healthy, but uh, Croft could be serviceable.
2: Yeah, definitely. Just because we know that throughout his career, when Andy Dalton gets into the red zone, he's always looked at the tight end position. I mean, normally it would be Tyler Eifert, but we know how things go with Tyler Eifert. We knew coming into the year that he was going to be an injury risk, and that's how it's turned out. But uh, he, he's a touchdown-dependent, low end tight end one mm-hmm. and i think that's going to continue to be his involvement in this offense moving forward
1: and tennessee given up just three rushing touchdowns all season long so we talked joe mixon 2.9 yards per carry on the season i mean just a last word on him uh frank i mean once the buys are over do you think that he's he's i think he's definitely rosterable absolutely but, but after the buys are over and you have your, your team in place is he startable
2: he will, in my opinion, most weeks be a high-end flex. Mm-hmm. He will be a flex option, and if you have someone who as an, isn't as talented as him but has a better matchup, most times you're going to play that other player. But I think once the bye weeks are over, he's going to be in that flex discussion. As for this week, I actually have him ranked as my RB16, and that's kind of because of the way that the the running back landscape Looks this week. It, mm-hmm. It's just not very good. There was Adrian Peterson with a tough matchup against the Seahawks, right. Chris Thompson against the Vikings, which is a tough matchup. I'd rather start Joe Mixon over DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that because I think, you know, the playing time and the volume.
1: Well, in it, PPR, too, I think, uh, you know, Mixon. I think he has a better chance of. of He's getting more involved in that part of the
2: game as well. So Mm -hmm. if you're deciding between a Joe Mixon and DeMarco Murray, I would actually take Mixon. Uh, But overall, the running back landscape this week is not a very good one. That's the only reason why he's ranked where he is.
1: Let's go to another game that you're probably not excited to talk about. but uh, Real quick, though. Andy yeah. Dalton,
2: I do think, is a streamable quarterback against the Tennessee Titans defense. Uh, I have him ranked as my QB 13 if he lost out on Jameis Winston, and mm-hmm. he was just kind of floating around there. I think that's fine. Yeah, uh, I think
1: he's, he's streamable depending on the matchup. I mean, uh, he had some pretty poor weeks against Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, but that's yeah. to be understood because they both have really good passing defenses. But other than that, yeah, I think he's streamable.
2: I think A.J. Green is going to eat this week, too. I looked at... Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can't... Never, <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely. Just, yeah. But I think he's going to have a monster game. Mm-hmm. According to EFF's to matchup advantage, AJ Green has the fourth biggest advantage going up against Adoree Jackson. So, so I, I think he's going to have a monster game. So
1: he would be somebody you put in a DFS lineup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we know that we're going to put him in a season long, but I mean, you're really strong on him enough where you'd
2: yeah. He you'd might build be a chalky a play mm-hmm. for DFS because I, I feel like teams have picked on the Titans secondary this year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it might be a little expected. Maybe not the best tournament play, but for cash, I think he's a good play.
1: So let's talk about another game, like I said, that I don't think you're going to be excited to talk about. But you mentioned uh, not that many running backs to trust this week, but Packers at Bears, right? Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, I guess, you know, basically the focal point of this game, Jordan Howard.
2: Yeah, Joey, <laughs> uh, you, are you familiar with you know emojis on, yeah, on you yeah, know, sure. texting and stuff? Not that old. <laughs> if I could describe <laughs> the way that I feel about Jordan Howard, this would week, it
1: be the poopy one?
2: No, no, no. no, no it okay. would be the big heart eyes emoji oh, okay. because I am all uh, in.
1: Uh, poopy one would be about this whole. Game.
2: Oh, it would be about yeah. Aaron Jones. Yeah, 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 it would yeah, be yeah. about Ty Montgomery, the Packers mm-hmm. running backs, pretty much the entire Packers offense, but for Jordan Howard, he's getting the big heart (laughs) eyes emoji. Packers allowing the third most fantasy points over the last month, Mm -hmm. and Jordan Howard has at least 19 touches in six straight games. I think this sets up for a monster game for Jordan Howard.
1: Before we go to commercial, I mean, it's been disappointing what Brett Hundley has been doing so far, right? Hasn't progressed like we thought.
2: And he lost Brian Bulaga, so (laughs) that does not not help help either. This is a kid, you watch him play he holds on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. And now he loses one of his best offensive linemen in Brian Bulaga. I think it's going to be a rough day for him, this entire Packers offense. We saw Aaron Jones get benched last week. I don't think anybody on the Packers team is a must-start. I don't think there's anyone on the team that you have to have in your but lineup. But you
1: can't sit a Jordy Nelson or a Devontae Adams, right? You can. I mean, you can if your team is deep enough. But, I mean... Are you? Not, not you personally. At I mean, the, if you're
2: at the wide receiver position, there mm-hmm. might have been players that you've picked up recently that I would use over all Packers wide receivers: Robbie Anderson, Sterling Shepard, Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cooper Cup, Muhammad Sanu. I'd use all of them over at the, the start Packers of the wide season,
1: receivers. The, the fact that you would consider starting Robbie Anderson over Jordy Nelson, it's a first-round pick, in a lot of leagues. But if it's week We'll be 10, back baby. with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. 844- Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Uh, we got a little Star Wars action here.
2: Yeah, middle.
1: Are you a Star Wars guy?
2: No. I mean, not by definition. Mm-hmm. I'll watch the movies. Mm-hmm. But not. But I'm not. I'm not, like, doesn't really get I'm not super fanatical. Mm-hmm. Not like the. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of pretty crazy Star Wars fans right. out there. I watch the movies. I, yeah. think, I think they're you know.
1: It's I like cool. Star Wars. I like Star Trek. Uh, I like some sci-fi. I'm not crazy crazy about it, but I'm into all this like geeky kind of pop culture stuff, like you know, comic books and, and the Marvel movies. I'm looking forward to to seeing uh, the Thor movie and then uh, what's coming out next, Justice League, within a week yeah, or I think two. So. That should be interesting.
2: Do you I understand think, the beef between Star Trek and? and
1: Do I understand that Star there's Wars? a beef between the two? Yeah, I think that both factions are probably jealous of each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, Star Trek is the original. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one, one uh, I, believe it or not, I think I, I might slight edge over uh, Star Trek over Star Wars. Ooh. Which is... Yeah, but I like—I really like both, so it's kind of like a toss-up.
2: People so. probably just broke their phones when they heard you say <laughs> that. <laughs> no, Joe Galina! <laughs> Bang! Uh,
1: let's talk Steelers' cults right before we go to commercial. Oh, what a fun s- game! Straightforward... Uh, s- Right? Talk on this one. Per ESPN scoring, Roethlisberger, 24th best fantasy QB. But, got to love him this week, right? 314 passing yards, 15 TDs, and six games over his career against the Colts. Right? Uh, Antonio Brown, and Bell, automatic. Uh, Martavis Bryant's going to play, but how much? I mean, and and Juju Smith-Schuster, does he follow-up on on his big week. We forget. They had a bye last week, right? But we forget how good he was two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I have Juju as a uh, low-end wide receiver, too, this week. I think it's a great matchup going up against the Indianapolis Colts. They have Rashawn Melvin, who has played well so far this year, but aside from that they have a lot of inexperience and just overall not a lot of talent mm-hmm. in that secondary for the Indianapolis Colts once they lost uh, Malik Hooker, who was Fonte their rookie. Davis. Yep, they, they lost Vontae Davis as well mm-hmm. to uh, injury, and I know they just released him as well, but mm-hmm. I'm with you on Big Ben. I have, yeah. I am very aggressively ranking him as my QB 6 this week. I, I would think, we build
1: the DFS lineup around him? I might.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, think,
1: I, I haven't checked his price, but I would think you know, compared to the Brady's and the, the breezes of the world, he's gotta be fairly affordable.
2: The Colts are allowing two hundred and eighty passing yards per game. That's second most in the NFL behind only the the Patriots. And the Colts haven't even faced good quarterbacks. They faced Tom Savage, Andy Dalton, Blake Bortles, Brian Hoyer at the time for the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a game where Big Ben can go out there and get you. It you know, doesn't matter that he's on the road, right? I think he get you 300 <laughs> passing yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I really do think that's realistic. Obviously start your studs, like you said. Lev mm-hmm. Bell, Antonio Brown, not much to see there. I do think Martavius Bryant is a good stash. Like mm-hmm. I would add him on the end of my you, bench right now and just see what he can if he's do. Out there.
1: You have some fantasy players who probably, uh, especially where all these buys, had to you know, drop them. But um, on the uh, cult side, basically there's not much to see here, right? Because Steelers, man, allow fewest fantasy points per game to, to QBs. <laughs> T.Y., like, that's
2: yeah, it. That, yeah. that, that's the only player that you could put in your lineup on, on the Colts side of the ball here. And you know what? I mean, if
1: you said that you were going to sit Jordy Nelson... Man, I would say T. Y. Hilton <laughs> this week. I mean, this is a really tough it's, one.
2: It's not a great matchup on paper, but just based on that boom potential. I know he's either a, a month has a monster yeah. game or a dud of a game, but based on that boom potential, mm-hmm. I still think that he's, you know, a low end wide receiver too this week. And last week, you know, I was we sat right here and I told you that if there's any week that I like T.Y. Hilton, that's right, that's it right. It was last week.
1: That second touchdown too, where he. Uh, it was very fluky, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. I'll Give you all the credit. <laughs>
2: Do not use Marlon Mack. Do not use Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Steelers defense allowing just 47 rushing yards per game over their last three. It's really just T.Y. Hilton on this Colts team. You want in your lineup?
1: We'll be back with more analysis of Week 10 action in the fantasy football world. More on weekend fantasy update when we come back.